Hey, David. Yo. You want to hear what I read this morning? I want to I wanna hear about what novel you're reading right now. It was more of a, a tweet from uh, the Toronto Regional Police advising people who are trying to acquire PlayStation 5s to stop meeting people randomly on Kijiji. And if they are meeting people randomly on Kijiji, to bring a friend doing a well-lit place like a, a shopping mall, grocery store, not out in a parking lot where you can be robbed by gunpoint and or knife point. Guys, really? a little, a little comment. Robbed. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you, have you ever sold a phone or something off Kijiji or you bought something off Kijiji that's worth more than $100, maybe $200? Maybe it's good to have a witness there just while you're exchanging money so you don't get robbed. Oh, I always do my large Kijiji sales at uh, the Salvation Army or the Woman Shelter. Seriously? No. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's an odd place to do it. But uh, the the London Police actually have a a safe uh, meetup spot. I forget what they call it. It's uh, a location literally right outside the police station that is under video surveillance 24-7 for people to go there and make exchanges for uh, like Kijiji and like Facebook marketplace sales and stuff like that. Interesting. I usually go to like a, a very public place, like a Tim Hortons or, or something. Yeah. Like depending on what I'm trading, I'll do it in a mall. Tons of witnesses inside a mall, but more on this and plenty to talk about and uncover up next. Yeah, so you know how last week you got your Xbox delivered in the middle of our show? Yes. I have something really exciting to tell you. Something was just delivered at the house. What was it? It was a pizza and some wings. Uh, (laughs) It's it's almost as exciting. The same excitingness. Um, I think it's more exciting because I already have an Xbox. It depends on how hungry you are, right? The level of excitement for pizza is directly proportional to the level of hunger in one's belly. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I think uh, in about 45 minutes to an hour, I'm really going to be excited for that pizza. It's going to be cold by the time you get it. That's okay. In I, your mouth. I, I like medium temperature pizza. Yeah, it's going to be far from medium temperature. We had snow oh, the no. other day. Dude, I drove in snow this morning. Yeah, that's true. It snow this morning. me a little. Yeah, uh, don't worry. I, I, it's going to be pretty hot the next few days. It's going up to like 16 or 17 degrees. I may or may not have a disc golf game planned tomorrow. Yeah, you do. Uh, you want to know what um, what I have that you don't have, though? Because oh, no. I, I have I have pizza as well. Uh, it's just oh, no. Fridge. I can hear it. Just did a bad thing. I regret the thing I did. And you're wondering what it is. Tell you what I did. Now, before you 
tell me what you did. Am I allowed to guess? Because you told me under no circumstances am I allowed to blurt out what you did. And if I got it right, you wouldn't tell me. Sure, you can guess. So is it that you won a very prestigious award in your dental program? (laughs) And that's the bad thing you did. You excelled in school. Congratulations. Yeah. I don't have any horns, but I got this. Wow, wow, is very nice. Yeah, that's not it. But I did win an award. I wasn't going to talk about that. Didn't want to gloat or anything like that. But well, you know, I did, I'm a I winner. Think, I did think the people needed to know that I'm very proud of you. Oh, as one at one of your close dear friends. Um, congratulations, man! You deserve all that's coming towards you, including. I know what you did, but do you want to tell everybody what you did? Yeah, I bought a PS5, like on launch day too. And he walked into a store <laughs> to get it, which is just the biggest asshole part of the whole thing. I walked in, and then 20 minutes later, I walked out with a PS5 in hand. So walk walk me through your thought process when you were getting it. Because I know, I know the day before, you were tipped off that one was possibly available. And I know you downloaded Bug Snacks because you got... The um, or like you have that with PlayStation now, or was it, it just PlayStation Bug, Bug Snacks? Is Bug, Bug Snacks is part of the uh, next two months offering for PlayStation Plus? And once you download it, you own it, uh, right? Yeah, for the or duration of for the duration of your um, your plus your plus membership. But I have plus for the next like three years because I kept so buying the- it for like really cheap. So the question I have for you in interview form is what was going through your head when you knew like the the prospect of you getting a PlayStation 5 was high, even though you like you and I spoke earlier that week and you were like not cut up about it. You were like, yeah, I'll probably get one next year. I'm not overly concerned. Um, but you didn't buy any of the launch titles that came with it. You didn't buy another controller to my knowledge. And when you see everybody posting about buying a PS5, Almost every single photo I've seen had a copy of like Assassin's Creed Valhalla or well now it's like for the people who have received their consoles now or like that are picking them up. It's like Call of Duty, a second controller, but I'm not sure why you'd want a second controller when like a lot of these games that have come out don't have couch co-op. So I'm just curious know, like right? why you didn't or like. I know you didn't post about it and you'll be posting the photos around it and even the Xbox video soon, but what was your thought process when you were buying it? Like just, I'm going to get this and run or like Uh, a little bit. I was scared to leave. So I did end up getting Assassin's Creed Valhalla with it. Um, I, I bought the slightly cheaper PS4 version because they have the free upgrade to the PS5 version. So I saved 10 bucks there. Um, and I, I did end up getting Call of Duty Cold War for it, but those, there was no, I didn't get any um, uh, exclusives games. Godfall was one of them, uh, and the reason why I didn't get Godfall is because it's ninety bucks for the regular edition, eighty nine ninety nine Canadian dollars. Yeah, no thanks. I'll wait for that to go on sale. But pretty much uh, the reason why I got it was because someone did not pick up their pre-order that was like not paid for. Like, you know how you don't have to put money down on pre-orders anymore. 
at a lot of well, stores. Well, I mean, um, EB and Best Buy made you do it, but did they? I know, yep. some, like, oh, okay. Anyway, so uh, yeah, it was kind of it. It was actually a very late day decision that I was going to actually get it because uh, there was no confirmation that there was actually going to be any in stock. But the ha- what actually happened was uh, they the store that I got it from got some delivered late in the day um, and because they're nice to me and I'm a good loyal customer. They're like, yo, we got one in. Do you want it? And I was like, heck yes, I want it. And that was my thought process. And it, it almost makes up for the fact that they, they fucked up your Xbox pre-order. Yeah, that's true. Right. Um, so here's the thing. So I was on my way home from work and I did not have the car that day because uh, the girlfriend was out of town. So I, and, and the store is, it's like a, not even a 10 minute walk from my house, but not necessarily in the best part of town. There's worse, there's better, but not the best where we are right now. So I had to I walk. I actually home. didn't mind that neighborhood and I didn't live that far from it. No, no. It's, it's it, like I said, it's not the best and it's not the worst, but you know, when you're walking with a, uh, very large box that has the PlayStation five pictured on it. You know, I mean, a sought after <laughs> item is a sought after. Item, right? Am I right. So, um, when I was leaving, I asked uh, the guy at the store, they're like, what are the odds of me getting mugged on my way home? <laughs> and he's like, you walking? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And he's like, um, I don't know. 50, 50, <laughs> but luckily, uh, you know, I, I got home safe and everything. And uh, I have to say, I enjoyed the unboxing experience of the Xbox Series X better, but the exploring and the experience of using the system, I like it better on the PlayStation 5. Well, that's because it's a new operating system, so I could see why. Exactly. But there are a lot of things that I dislike about the PlayStation five user interface um, because yeah. can, it, can we break it down? Like uh, I, I don't want you to jump all over the place. Cause I, I, I have a flow to the, the way I want to ask the questions. Sure. Mainly because ask away. You, you, you have one and I don't, um, I, I will say like, like how is it just opening it? I know my experience was a little, cheapened slightly because i didn't experience it on my own like i did get to experience it with you which was awesome but we were also so focused on like we got the box open and it's like okay where are we putting the camera what are we doing how are we doing this and i didn't just like take it in and like understand what i was doing and i i like i know that's not on you i know we set out to do something and the week got away from us and the video is coming guys but like how was it like opening the box, was it the typical PlayStation one where you have to like open a sleeve and then slide the sli- the box out of the sleeve and then slide it all out? And their it, packaging has always been bullshit anyways, it, but you know what I mean? It was, uh, yeah, it was very uneventful. Um, so there's the outer box, which is like that little thin flimsy plas- or plastic uh, cardboard. And then inside, sleeve, yeah. inside is, you know, a, a thicker cardboard white box. You open that up. The console is wrapped in that like, uh, like foam, like styrofoam 
thin paper stuff, you know, the protective wrap. Yep. And it has two car- um, f- cardboard formed edge things to keep it secure. And then there's another box with the controller and the cables in it. Super, super uneventful and super boring and super basic, which whatever, if the console costs Sony like $900 to make, cut down on the cost of packaging. Which makes no sense, but go right. on. Um, setup was... It, I'm going to say this first. It is stupid big. It looks horrible on its side, but I have nowhere else to set it. I thought about setting it up kind of beside my TV, but there's not enough space um, with like the stand and everything. I thought about putting it behind my TV, but then I wouldn't see it. And I have the disc version, so swapping discs is, would be a pain in the ass anyway. So I had no choice but to set it horizontally. The stand that it comes with is absolutely needed, so RIP to anyone who loses theirs if they're moving or whatnot. Um, but it the system just kind of balances on it. So if you move the system or if you try and like push it over, slide it over, it's going to come off the stand or it's going to move from the stand and stuff like that. So, so if you have a cat... The height of that versus the stand. Oh is God. that like if if my cat decided to rub up against it, would it oh, knock it? It would over? move. It would move. If it was on the stand, I don't know. I don't I haven't really ever used it vertically, like it how it's displayed. But you can tell that the system was one hundred thousand percent made to be set up vertically. Kind of like the Xbox. Like mine is horizontal and it looks kind of stupid but it's the only way that I can fit it in my um, entertainment center. Mine is vertically standing up and it looks absolutely gorgeous. Where right. It, it looks great. So, um, setup was kind of cool. Like it was cool going through all the menus and everything like that. Um, it did have, so one thing that they, they did recently was updated the um, PlayStation app, mobile app. And if you remember when you were setting up your Xbox, you can set up everything on your phone using the Xbox app, and it kind of sends it to the the Xbox. Yeah. So the PlayStation has the same thing. So you can set up your account and all your privacy settings and everything to um, to the PlayStation 5, which was pretty cool. For some reason, when I was setting up my Xbox, it would not connect to the app, so I had to do it all in the system, which was fine. It's no no biggie. Um, but one cool thing with the setup of the PS five is that it allowed you to transfer save files and games from your PS four and you could do it through Wi-Fi or a wired network. And all of my consoles are connected wired. And so I successfully transferred all of my save files from my PS four pro to my uh, PS5, and I could select, I could view and select games on my PS4 to transfer over. Oh, that's kind of cool. Here's where the shitty thing is: there's only 620 some odd gigabytes of free space on the PS5, so um, I have to pick and choose which games I'm transferring over because there are some issues with the PS5 and using external storage. So an external hard drive for like PS4 games. I've heard it's had, um, or there's multiple reports of people saying it just, it selects what it wants. If you have a hard drive connected to it, that's like 
acceptable. It'll be like like you're downloading Assassin's Creed, and you're like, oh, I'm going to download Warzone, and it'll just pick whatever it wants. Like the default setting, it might be a, a glitch in the OS software. It needs an update, but it's just selecting whatever it wants. Well, like with with the external hard drive, it's messing up uh, rest mode. So people are finding, and I was talking to a few of my friends with uh, PS5s as well, and they said that if they have a hard drive connected to their system, the system will not properly boot back up from standby. So you have to essentially use it without a hard drive connected if you're going to put it in standby mode. So I haven't connected my external hard drive from my my uh, PS4 to it uh, just yet. I'm waiting for an update. There was a small one the other day, but here's where I'm going to get into some of my gripes with the PlayStation 5 user interface. Um, the games and everything so far, I've had no real issues with games. Nothing. Everything loads quickly, as you would expect. Um the user interface is cool. It's nice that they have all of their media apps in one separate section from games. Um, the PlayStation store is built into the system. So you're not loading a separate app just to browse the store. So it's fast and snappy that way. But I have noticed that it almost feels like, or some for some things, it takes extra steps just to... Uh, do basic things. It took me almost five minutes to find out how to add a friend on my friends list from the PS five. All right. Uh, and what about like, I know the PS four um, user interface. A lot of people did not like the, the multiple tiles. like you had the tiles that go went across. And then if you got into certain menus, they went either up or down depending on what you were selecting. And if you were in like the TV media kind of thing where you were looking for apps, you'd actually have to, or the video one, you'd click on video and then it would open another app list, which seemed redundant when it could have just dropped under and below. How, how are you finding the way the apps are kind of lining up on the tiles and how it's looking just overall? Like, is it ease or easier to access items versus how they were before? Um, well, everyone's kind of seen by now the user interface and how uh, games and stuff like that are shown. It's they've taken the, the game bar that we're used to on the PlayStation four and they've essentially just moved it to the top of the screen, but now they just have, um, I want to say like maybe 10 icons um, that show up and it's going to be like the 10 most recent things that you've used. So um, if if I had uh, more than 10 things installed, then I have to go all the way to the far right and then browse my library. Now, this is where I dislike things, though, is because in the game library, it shows every single thing that you've had purchased or downloaded on your PlayStation account, which is cool because, like, you know, we want to be able to see everything that we've had. And while browsing the library will tell you if it's a PS five game, if it's a PS four game, um, some things are not able to play on the PS five, such as like demos and stuff like that, that were on the PS four. Okay. But for the most part, you can browse any of that stuff. Um, but here's one thing that really annoys me is that if you've purchased a game that, you know, or like if you say like PlayStation now, um, when you, 
download a game from the PlayStation Now library, you essentially get the license uh, for it for the duration of your membership for PlayStation Now. Um, But PlayStation Now games, some of them are limited releases. So, for example, um, the game Control was a limited release on PlayStation Now. It stopped being available a few months ago, um, and I downloaded it and I tried it. Um, I didn't really play too much into it, but uh, it shows up in my game library on my PS5, and I cannot get rid of it. It has the PlayStation Now icon, and it's locked. I could probably maybe attempt to download it, but I wouldn't be able to play it. So it's just like there's no way right now to hide things from your library. So there's a ton of games that I've downloaded the demos for or or their PlayStation Now games that are no longer on that service that are taking up space on my game library. And it's just there's more stuff there that it just makes it cluttered. Um, I don't know. I, I there are. I think that they need to. There's. They're definitely going to be adding features. Um, they need to add, um, like folders. Uh, the PS4, you can add games and stuff like that to different folders, and you can name them. So I had on my PS4, I had all my PlayStation Plus games in a folder. I had all my disc-based games in a folder. I had all my uh, digital purchase games in a folder so that, you know, it's easy for me to determine which game I'm where I, where they are. Right. Um, but the, the game menu, everything, it it looks, it looks great. I think it, it, everything's displayed really nicely. Um, I just, I dislike how in order to close a game, for example, you have to press the home screen and then you have to scroll over to the game. I forget what they call it. It's like the quick switch game thing. And then you have oh, to the, go to the, yeah. And then you have to go to the game, press the menu button and then go down to close. Right. Whereas on the PlayStation four, you press the, the PlayStation button. It goes to the game menu or the uh, system menu. You press option. You go to close game. Right. Um, adding a friend. This was this was awful. So you can, they have it called like player base or something like that, where it shows your friends list. But then you have to scroll all the way to the bottom to see all of your friends because that just shows like either the online users or some of the more more recent players that you've played with. So you have to scroll all the way to the bottom of that, then go to all friends, and then scroll all the way to the right to the menus, to a drop down menu to add friend. It's just like way more cumbersome and it took me forever to find that. It sounds very much like um, the Activision portal for Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, you know, when you, it's like if the player's not in what's considered your, your regiment, it's just, okay. So you've now got to look for previous players. You can only have friends or regiments, but sometimes you can't send those invites out and it's really a pain in the ass. Yeah. And, um, I think like there's just some quality of life things that they need to fix, um, which obviously, you know, that's a new system. It just came out a week ago. So there's, there's bound to be problems, right? Like the PlayStation four, you know, it was missing basic features when it launched, but they added that in. Um, The, 
the annoying thing, the most annoying thing that I've, I've found is that um, there's certain things that I would use on the PlayStation 4 that were, were basic features that you can't see anymore. Um, one of which being, I like to see um, update patch notes and stuff like that for games. So on a game, if it downloads an update, a lot of the times you can go into the info of the game and view the update history and it'll show you like which versions and the patch notes and stuff like that. On the PS5, sure, a game can download an update, but you have no idea what that update changed or or whatnot. And like I said, it's not that big of a deal for a lot of people, but it's just a feature that was so basic on the PS4 that's not here on the PS5. Um, so I'm hoping that they'll add that in. Um, what else? I don't know. Well, so though the way you described kind of how you can close a game, um, the issue I like, I think that's the one thing that a, I still like about the Xbox cause it's the same as it was previously. But even when I had the Xbox one versus the PS4, I found it still quicker to quit a game completely via the the Xbox versus the PS4. So now you're saying it like for their quick launch, like launching things quickly is amazing. But the fact that you can't just close the game very quickly is kind of an, an annoyance if you wanted to, especially if you didn't want the, the console to enter in sleep mode because you might not be able to wake it because of the hard drive issues because, mm-hmm. you know, luck. I think um, closing a game on the Xbox is still the fastest thing ever. You know, you press the Xbox button, you go to the game icon that's there because it's the first one on the list, press the menu button and close, right? But the uh, PS5, it's like bring up the, the home menu, go to the game launch hub thing, go to the game, press menu, then close game. It's kind of doesn't make sense. Um, and other things like holding the PlayStation button to bring up the power menu to put it in standby. You can't do that. Like I do that all the time. I would do that with my Xbox and with the uh, PS4, right? You hold the the home button on the controller. It brings up the, the power menu. You can put it direct to to sleep. No, you have to press the PS button, scroll all the way over to the right of that menu to the power option and then put it into sleep mode. So it's just like little things that are, are annoying. Um, but I want to talk about the controller a little bit because I think this was this was a big selling point for the PlayStation 5 was the DualSense controller. It feels bigger. Um, the, the it general, looks chunkier. Yeah, the general footprint, I would say, is roughly the same as the PS4's DualShock 4 controller, um, but it's more ergonomic. Um, the the handles on it are more streamlined and they're more comfortable to hold. Um, but yeah, the controller itself does feel a little bit more chunkier. Um, it does have HD rumble, um, which is essentially the same thing that's in the Nintendo switch joy cons. Uh, fun fact, the company that designed and manufactured the HD rumble controller pack thing for the joy cons is the same company that did it for the dual sense controller. And I have to say it is phenomenal. Um, 
the triggers also have like the haptic feedback so it actually can adjust the the um the pressure required to pull the triggers the l2 and r2 triggers um and and it can also create like vibrations and stuff like that um so one of the games that comes out that comes free on the PlayStation five is Astro's playroom. I think it is. That's the same as the one from PlayStation four, right? Is it Astro's playroom? The one that utilizes the camera. Yeah. But this one is more for the dual sense controller. So it's more of a platform platformer. Think of like, um, Mario, Mario 64 or crash bandicoot kind of thing. You know, it's a 3d action platformer. Um, each level kind of just shows off a dis- different aspect of the controller in some form, whether it be, you know, the, the rumble, the microphone on it, the, tr- the triggers, um, and obviously like the, the speed of the, the SSD and like load times, like the load times are essentially non-existent. Um, but you you're you're walking along in that game and you can feel each footstep vibrate on each side of the controller so that's cool yeah it is it's and it's very subtle but it's it's just enough to feel more immersed in the game and you can hear things coming through the controller speaker so footsteps or wind and stuff like that it's it's pretty cool um there's one part in it where you have this kind of like gatling gun type thing and it shoots out these like little tiny balls but when you're pulling the trigger the trigger i don't know how to explain it It, like it's not vibrating it's actually physically forcing back so if you actually press it it's kind of like your fingers like i don't know it's it's really hard to explain um, but it's not like, it's not just a rumble because the, the trigger is actually having pressure against your finger. If that makes sense. It's, it's one of these things that you have to really experience it. Maybe I'll, I'll post a video on our Instagram so that people know what the hell I'm talking about. But, um, it was, it was really cool. And I think I'm, ac- I'm actually working on just getting the platinum, trophy for that game because it's not hard it's pretty much like collect a bunch of puzzle pieces and artifacts they call them and it's cool it's like seeing like the different um things that sony has released it's kind of like the artifacts are different sony playstation devices so like the ps3 all of that era the playstation all of that area the ps4 the psp all of that stuff so you collect these things that are artifacts and um yeah, so I'm just working on getting all the trophies and everything and 100% of that just so I can delete the game and save, <laughs> free up some of that precious, precious storage space. But um, I did end up getting Call of Duty Cold War. I, I did originally have it pre-ordered for Xbox, but then uh, I figured we can still play online and we'll play Warzone on Xbox anyways. Um, I'm and very the- curious about the crossplay that will happen with next gen. So yeah, I have it for Xbox. So it'll be very interesting for me to see kind of like my, my big thing will be how communications are or how comms are based on. I play with some PS4 guys and it just sounds quieter. And like, you have to max out your mic and 
Sometimes it cuts out, but it's okay. There's like network issues every once in a while, but yeah, it, it could also just be their mics. But the reason why I decided to switch to the PlayStation five version of the game is because essentially the game's the same. It's probably going to look the exact same on each system. It doesn't really matter to me, but they have um, haptic feedback for the triggers and each gun apparently has a different pressure response on the triggers, which is pretty cool. Um, So when you're using a, handgun like the m1911 the pressure for that one to actually pull the trigger is different than if you were using an mp5 so i don't like it in multiplayer just because um you can't pull the trigger as fast in multiplayer because it is working against you mm-hmm. uh, but for the campaign and stuff like that it it is a lot of fun it's it makes the game a little more immersive because you're like oh what's this gun feel like um, so yeah, like I, I think overall I've, I like the experience of setting up and using the system better than the Xbox. But the only reason for that being is because it is a new experience. Whereas, and we've discussed this before, like the Xbox, it's, you know, it, right. It's the setup was once you get it set up and and updated and everything. It's the same Xbox user interface that we've had for the last few years, right? Um, with a few more features here and there, but for the most part, it's the same experience. So there's no new learning curve required for that. Um, but yeah. Do you, do you want to chat Call of Duty for a few minutes? Or actually, no, I have one more question. Will you be buying the media remote for the PS5? Mm, probably not. Interesting. Well, the only reason being is that I have a Harmony Hub remote, and like that's from Logitech, and I can program that to work with everything. So I press the power button, and it turns whatever I want on. Um, I don't know if it's being updated for the PlayStation Five, but for the most part, it's not really needed for me. Yeah, that's okay. But- I'm I'm excited to see where this generation is is going to go because yeah, we're so fresh. We're so fresh. Well, and, and the thing is, is because you know, like the news that Microsoft buying Zenimax Media, right? Bethesda, id Software, um, whole bunch, what whatever, whatever those other companies under the Zenimax umbrella. You know, like there's a huge library of games that Microsoft is really going to be pushing for quality games. And um, Ubisoft is another one where they always make new and unique games for new systems. Um, unfortunately, we didn't really have any launch things this this year for that 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 are like really new and unique, right? Mm-hmm. I think, like like I'd mentioned, Godfall was one for PlayStation Five. Um, reviews for that have been kind of lackluster. It's an action RPG with like a looter system, like um, like Anthem or maybe um, the Division. But apparently, it's not very good if you play single player. Um, and at the ninety dollar price point, I think I will pass. But. I'm actually kind of curious as to what will happen if I put my 
PlayStation 5 disc in my PS4. Maybe it'll just never <laughs> let it come out. Probably. Oh, yeah. So I did try a few things. I did put in some 4K Blu-ray discs. And um, I don't know if it's if all discs will be the same, but it says 4K Ultra HD. And then it mm-hmm. says the title of the movie which is kind of cool. Um, same thing with Blu-rays. I tried a bunch of different Blu-rays and it said the title of the movie. Um, DVD, it just says DVD. And for anyone who is wondering, I put in a music CD on my PlayStation 5 to see if Sony is embracing audio CDs. And they aren't. <laughs> Not that really, not that many people really care. Like who who plays music CDs anymore, right? That's really um, surprising, though. But they took out uh, the like the PlayStation Four can't play music CDs, audio CDs, and so I was like, oh, maybe they've added that back into the PlayStation Five, and they haven't. Uh, so I haven't tested this on the Xbox Series X. I'm not sure if the Xbox One can play could play music CDs or not. But um, it's just one of those things that. You know, if you have a disc drive, you, you would expect it to play music CDs, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've, I haven't thought about it. I will try it and let you know what uh, what I find. I do want to, like, I know this might, this is only an hour ago. So just as we started recording, some big breaking news, like huge. I know we were going to talk about Call of Duty, but this can't wait. Okay. Lay Wonder Woman me. 19, Wonder Woman 1984 will debut in theaters and it's going to HBO max for one month for free before it's available for rental on demand on other platforms. So those HBO max subscriptions people have are funding the movie. Now I'm just trying to find the information really quickly. It does look like it might have a chance to make it to crave for us, well, I guess we're mainly Canadian listening base. But you HBO Max users in the United States, congratulations. Um, you get to see Wonder Woman very soon. Um, I don't see the, oh, uh, December 16th. But for you Crave users, Crave users do get HBO Max as part of their package if you pay for the the full, like the HBO and the Crave streaming service. So there is a very fine possibility that you'll be able to watch Wonder Woman 1984 from the comfort of your own home if you have that service. So a lot of people are going to sign up in Canada or the United States. 20 bucks for a month worth of the service, and Wonder Woman's going to make its money. And I think that's really great, considering the movie should have been out a year ago. Almost, actually, like, nine months ago. So, like, I want to congrat. Like, I'm very happy for that. That's, like, thank you, guys. Finally. I just I'm kind of hoping Disney does the same thing with Black Widow before it becomes too out of date. Um, Disney also has that um, that Ryan Reynolds video game movie coming out. What's it called? Next Player. Oh yeah, yeah. I forget what it is. But I think that's I going right to about that movie. Free Guy. It was moved to 2021. Oh wait, no. It says remains dated for December 11th. Weird. But. Um, for those who live in Ontario, we're going back in the lockdown. Shame on you. Shame. Just go home. Stay at home. Play video games. Stupid. Yeah. Watch movies. Like I understand. And like we tweet about it or we Insta our stories. 
um, that we're playing board games together or we're playing board games at a friend's place, we're in bubbles. David and I have like our own bubble and like our girlfriends let us hang out, but we don't hang out with a lot of other people. We have our jobs and then we have a small group of people that we spend our time with. And that's because that's unfortunately the way the government wants it. I'd love to see all my friends, but I can't. And we're trying to do our part in making sure that we're staying safe so that we can have events like Christmas or Hanukkah or even Easter guys. Like it's been a year. I know, right? Almost a year. Things shut down in March. We're, we're coming up on a year, but, um, what was uh oh yeah so I don't know if you if you heard there's a little a little event that happened in London the other week and some university students I hosted, heard a dorm got shut down did it hosted get worse a, hosted a party and there was over a hundred people there over a hundred people there so police showed up and really everyone should have been fined but. Uh, they find three people, the owners or whoever of the, the residents, a uh, 19-year-old and a 21 and I think a 20-year-old-ish. They're all under 25. Take mm-hmm. a wild guess at the total value of the fine between the three of them. Um, $2,400. Ooh, close. Roughly thirty two thousand dollars that wasn't close at all i know <laughs> i thought i thought each ticket was eight hundred dollars no for not compliant or not no. so if you if you are a guest at a place with more than 10 people it's a 750 dollar ticket mm-hmm. if you host an event uh with more than 10 people it is can it I think is a minimum uh ten thousand dollar ticket. Damn. Yeah. That is life ruining. My school loans aren't even that much. Damn. <laughs> like that is ridiculous. And and when you think about it, someone with like a twenty thousand dollar school loan making the payments of like I don't know, 250 bucks a month. That's still going to take them like nine years to pay off. And now these three kids who haven't even finished college now have a, between the three of them over $30,000 fine from the city. They are doing court in London court uh, in February. I think February 8th. They're going to get a slap on the wrist. I don't know. The thing is, you know why they will? Because the girl who threw the chair to the Gardner expressway got two months like probation, like she got nothing. She got community service. Yeah, well, that's because she is a girl. <laughs> no, that has nothing to do with it. It, it. Like, and it was like an endangerment to humans and stuff. Okay, but here's the thing, though. That was pre-COVID times, right? Like, we are in the still in the midst of a pandemic. We're still, I don't know. We're we're getting to the point where we're gonna be in another lockdown. And here's where I'm confused because I just like I knew this sounded familiar. The there was (laughs) there was a party that was busted in Toronto that was held inside a storage unit. A hundred people crammed into a storage locker, like a big one, 
and the host got charged a hundred, uh, $750 fine. Nice. Well, you know what this means? If you're going to throw big parties, throw them in Toronto. <laughs> well, the president's been set. They'll probably end up paying like $1,000 each. and that'll Oh, be- yeah, for sure. But I think also a big part of it is like there's there's no way that the city is going to make them pay that $30,000 fine, right? Uh, the fine will probably be cut down significantly. They'll probably have to pay a significant sum of money, though. But I think what it is, is like it, it's making the rounds on the news. People are talking about it. And I think the idea behind such a huge fine is now it is a real thing for people who are thinking about throwing parties, right? Like there's, you have to be pretty stupid to not know now, like, especially in London, right? Like if, if you haven't heard of this happening yet, then, you know, get your head out of the, from under the, the rock. Um, I think it just kind of sets a, it's just a warning, right? Like the police aren't afraid to issue out huge fines for throwing parties. And there's always going to be those people that don't care and they're going to throw parties. And, and um, funny, there is a frat house, like a fraternity across the street from this place. And they, I think it was in the, the Gazette or something like that. Some publication. Um, they were like, you know what? Even we, aren't throwing parties and that's what we do. <laughs> like that's what fraternities are known for is throwing their parties and they're not even doing it. Yeah. So, but Hey, you know what? At least I now have my PS five and my Xbox series X. So I'm good. I'm Gouda. You Gouda. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're happy with your, your purchases. Um, let's talk call of duty real quick. I've played through the first, few parts of the campaign um Me too. which i'm actually thoroughly enjoying it's actually um, really good the only thing like have you explored like your base i walked in the red room and the tv just shut off and it hasn't turned back on yet so i'm thinking there's a puzzle that i have to solve i haven't explored that far uh i you you might be farther in the game than i am i only play the campaign when angela allows me to um, I've played the, I've got, I just completed the flashback mission and now I'm getting ready to prime myself for the next one. And like, you can interact with the people while you're in there and stuff, which is kind of cool and different, but which, which flashback mission, the one where so they're they all find... flashback missions. Okay. Well, that's a very good point. The one where you get to fly the helicopter. Oh, and in, in uh, Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the third mission, I think, or no yeah, second. So that's a... No, nope, I think it's no. Nope, that's the first one. That's the first mission. First mission is the one that you You're like on the rooftops the, in Paris or something like that, right? Yeah, you perform the hit. Yeah, no. Okay, so then technically, oh, so I've just done two levels. Yeah, so. you've done two levels, which is which is fine. I've embarrassingly barely played my Xbox since I got it. Even Warzone, I played just be like the night before we recorded, just to say that I played something, and then I was so busy this weekend with stuff that I just didn't have time. I was like exhausted. I just didn't play. Yeah, I hear you. But, um, you so you played it on the PS5. Yes, uh, I've played it on both. I've opened up the first mission on my Xbox One, and then I've played it on the Xbox Series X. The laser looks incredible, even without my 4K 
like I'm using my gaming monitors, so they already look really good, but everything just looks so precise. It looks so clean. It's a it's a very fast moving game. The frames mm-hmm. per second are incredible. Um, I am like I did notice it does look a little choppier on the Xbox One, which I understand that it was designed for the Xbox One and optimized for the Series X. But the side by side comparison is just it's it's almost night and day. And I'm playing the I'm playing backwards because the Xbox One X is on the 4K TV and my con my new consoles on my gaming stuff um but it just it looks very precise it looks very clean the weather the wind everything is very nice i'm not playing any multiplayer or zombies until i finish the campaign so it can unload that 60 gigs but even like the ray tracing (laughs) did you notice i mean the playstation would be very similar but did you notice like the contrast of light between like leaving a room Mm -hmm. or just like how explosions look how um, like the missiles flying through the air looked everything looks very like light refraction is amazing in this yeah, yeah. on these consoles i think um w- the one thing that i really like about this game is that the in the campaign you have more choice as a player mm-hmm. um so you would have seen the six you would have seen this in the uh that first mission um, you have the option to capture that guy or throw him over the roof. Yeah, I threw um, him over the roof. I see. I captured him because I was like, "Oh, he'll be good for some stuff later on." Um, and so there's there are dialogue choices that you can make when you're interacting with with other players or other characters. So like, you can talk to different characters in your safe house and and select different options to kind of progress the conversation um in some of the missions you'll be talking to npc characters and you can ask questions um and depending on what you ask or don't ask you can get more information um that can will help you for future missions and stuff like that um there's like this whole evidence kind of thing that you have to collect now like throughout the previous all of the previous call of duty games there's always been like Intel that you can pick up in missions. Right. But they're just collectibles for no reason. Right. Um, whereas I think what they've done with that mechanic and cold war is that they've made it part of the game. So in missions, there's different types of Intel that you can pick up throughout and it will make, it will affect other missions. So there are side missions that you can complete. Um, one of which uh, I forget it's one of like the first side missions that you unlock, but I don't think it's meant to be played right when you unlock it mm-hmm. um, because you are having to find out who some spy is or whatever, and you can go in and play it. No problem, but there's multiple characters in there and you have to kill like two or three of them. Um, but until you actually have enough Intel that you've collected in other missions, you won't really know who the spy is in that side mission. So you could go in, you could go in and play it first and just take a wild guess and be like, okay, I'm going to kill these two people. And you could be completely wrong. Or as you're playing the campaign and maybe even some of the other side missions, as you're playing through them, you're going to collect Intel, which will then give you hints to who the spy is 
in that other side mission. Right. Um, so I, I was going to play it, but I'm like, ah, oh, no, you know what? I want to see what I could find through the campaign and then go back. I want to do that mission. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like there's more options to this one to allow you to choose how the story progresses. So this means you haven't found. So I, I started screwing around. I, as I said, I only beat that second mission and I started really walking around. I noticed those like clipboards around the, the, um, the like base, I guess, or your facility. They're uh, the safe house. Yeah. In the safe house. Um, and if you get the code off it and put it into the lock at the side, it unlocks uh, unlocks a separate area. And what's cool about this area is there's an arcade machine in there. And throughout the game, another Easter egg you can find is old video games. So I actually was playing Pitfall on like this arcade machine. Oh, yeah. Now, like, there's you- one in one of the later missions. I forget what it's like some racing game. And they're all Activision arc- games that Activision has made in the past. But uh, it's it's really cool. I, I thought that was a really neat little add-on. Like, I was just fucking around trying to get in. And then I noticed kind of what I was to be looking for. So I just scoured around and found, and that was that. Yeah, I think that they, they put a lot of kind of little bits of Easter eggs here and there. Um the the campaign in Modern Warfare 2019, the one that came out previously, was really well done, and I think they've taken the aspects of that and um, just built upon that for Cold War. The Modern Warfare one. Wait, are you talking about last year's Modern Warfare or the fur? I last think this year's. is like the oh another thing too is like the music has been unreal so far. But this game only received like a 7 out of 10 or a 6 out of 10 from a lot of outlets, which is really frustrating. I I think in part is because, again, it's just another Call of Duty game. You know, like their their campaigns have been are known to be really good. Um, But a lot of people don't buy them to play the campaign. They just buy them to play the multiplayer. And really, the multiplayer is the same thing every year. Um, they and luckily they went back to their roots um, for the multiplayer in the, the previous version of the game, and then and then Cold War kind of touches on that too, with some updates. You know, like I had mentioned in a previous episode, kill streaks are no longer a thing; they're score streaks. So anyone could eventually get some very very devastating um, special abilities and attacks. Um, I don't know. I, I think probably the, the best the best feature, though, is that you can uninstall parts of the game. So when the campaign's done, you can uninstall the campaign. Yeah, that's a that's a, a huge factor. Especially I had to download it. I had to download it in three parts. For some reason. And I don't know if I needed to download all three of them or if I could just download part one. And then that's like a few missions and then I can uninstall, could uninstall that and download part two, play that a few missions. I don't know, but I had to download, I downloaded them all. Yeah. Like mine did the game multiplayer zombies and then the texture packs. That's how I divided it. Um, 
just just quickly on the rest of the Call of Duty experience, I was reading a fascinating article the other day, and I forget the website, so I do apologize for not being able to cite um, the information. But the article pretty much claimed that Warzone has saved Call of Duty. And the the downfall or the the people who won't be buying Cold War because they don't have a next-gen console slash the people who won't be buying it because they have Warzone are still likely to pump money into Warzone with even if it's just their their battle pass, which is once every like two, three months, or buying cosmetics. So Activision is actually figured out a way to have its cake and eat it too. You're going to have the people who are dedicated to the fan base that are going to be very, very into playing Warzone, getting Call of Duty Cold War, playing through the campaign, um, using the multiplayer to level up the weapons that are specifically from Cold War that will enter um, Warzone in December. And then there's going to be the people who are just content with, I bought the Battle Pass, there's new ground loot guns. As I earn blueprints, I can get those guns. I'm going to get maybe 30% of all the guns that are going to be available to me as I unlock them specifically with blueprints and stuff, but you're going to have that, that ability to just play and play how you want to. And if you buy in the battle pass, you're going to get those guns unlocked faster and you're going to get special blueprints uh-huh. uh, and you're going to fall in love with these weapons differently. And I think it's going to be a very interesting and delicate balance to see how, like, do you remember the old black ops games? Like the saw, <laughs> like the LMG yeah. saw. Yeah. How that's going to mix with, like the Bruin that they have now because guns are guns, right? The only thing that's different is like all these have like tracer packs and stuff, which they'll add to these guns. Cause they'll be fun and cool. But Activision has actually done the greatest thing for themselves by releasing Warzone last year. And it being an absolute hit, like it took out PUBG. PUBG nobody plays anymore or practically nobody plays. You have your EA followers that still play their apex legends you have that weird Ubisoft game that I always forget the name of, which is that like BR tournament. You still have Fortnite, which takes a ton of the market share. They've done everything right here. They're using microtransactions to their advantage. And if people don't buy Cold War, they're not upset. Like they're going to still have their dedicated fan base. Like the only times I don't buy them is if I know I'm not going to like if my friends aren't going to have it. Fine, but I wanted a next-gen game on launch. That's what I picked. I picked that to be my next-gen launch title. And, well, I have Watch Dogs 2. Or technically Watch Dogs 3, but I have Watch Dogs as well. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm very, I'm very satisfied with what I've seen so far. I've heard there's a lot of complaints about um, multiplayer being broken. And I know Call of Duty is introducing a new season at the end of the week or early next week, I guess, um, that's going to run to like the middle of December. It's going to be like a mini season from what I understand. There might be a, an event on the map, and then we're supposed to get a Cold War-inspired map come December, which could be really, really fun. I know Activision's working insanely hard on it, um, which to no avail will still be also as broken as broken can be. But I got to give it to them. They've now had two good years in a row of just solid content. 
I'm not I'm not disappointed. I'm I'm mm-hmm. very satisfied. I, and I like how even if uh, people aren't really into Warzone right now, say that they're just, say if they're just playing the basic Call of Duty multiplayer, when they and when they do eventually decide to play Warzone, all of their stats and everything carry over. So any guns and accessories that they've unlocked will carry over into Warzone. Um, even with uh, Call of Duty Cold War uh, zombies, you know, any leveling up that you do in that will carry over into Warzone as well. So there's other ways to kind of, and, and that's the one thing about starting some of these battle Royale games. It's, it's always tough to kind of just start in, especially late in the game when it seems like everyone else has an advantage over you because they have so many things unlocked. Um, so like the, the general multiplayer is very different than Warzone, right? So someone could get really good at just the general team deathmatch or the different modes in cold war and then decide to go over to Warzone. It plays differently because it's such a huge open world map and there's, there's no response. So you, you can't really just run and gun. Um, but at least like they'll have everything unlocked mm-hmm. or at least a, a, a decent amount of stuff unlocked. So that they're not really starting completely fresh, you know, cause starting that playing that game with just regular iron sights sucks. <laughs> oh man. I have two guns in my like war zone loadout that are iron sight. Why? Because if you're building a gun for like the fastest ADS possible, but you also want to like have it to be impactful, that's what you would use. So like I have an M5, which is an SMG set up to be like as fast as possible. So I can win a like a very tight battle in a house or something. Fair enough. Fair enough. You never even thought about that whatsoever. No. Um, I do want to shout out um, a Facebook post I saw. I will post the link because I think this is incredible. Um, by circumstances, a friend of mine had received an extra PlayStation 5 console from uh, bundle from Costco. That's the one with the TV and the PlayStation 5. Okay. They are... Um, Unloading the PS5 via silent auction with all profits going to help a single mother laid off her, from her job due to COVID um, with three, like she has three young boys and like times have hit her pretty rough. Um, the silent auction is art. Uh, I guess it can't be too silent because I can see the spreadsheet. It's already at $1,500. That is amazing that somebody is like, they're not gouging somebody for the sake of gouging. Mm-hmm they're selling it for a purpose. And in all honesty, if I could, like, I know I have to get my hands on a PS five for a family member. However, if I got my hands on a second one, I think I would do the exact same thing and donate the money. I, that's just, that warmed my heart. I'm, I'm a very big believer of this time of year. Um, It's a very hard time for myself and my family. So we work tirelessly to make sure that it's enjoyable for everybody that we are involved with. And, I think if, like, I mean, not everybody's going to spend fifteen hundred or two two thousand dollars on a PlayStation Five, but I think that's in a really incredible gesture, and uh, it was very nice to see. Mm-hmm. 
Now, yeah, David, and, give me your PS5. <laughs> it's um, it's nice to see a change, right? Like a lot of times, people get their hands on like they'll buy up consoles, and and we're seeing this. They'll buy up the PS5 or they buy up the Xbox Series X just to resell them on Kijiji at exorbitant prices. Like it's just it's nice that yeah, sure, this person is doing this, but they are it's going for a good cause. Yeah, very, very good cause, and I think that's crazy. But uh, speaking of a good cause, mm-hmm. I don't know what are we going to talk. What else about? you got? Oh, the the only la- the last topic we were uh, we had a pretty light show today. Um, I just wanted to let all Xbox orderers know that if you're trying to get an Xbox Series X, good luck. If you want a Series S, um. Microsoft did take pre-orders this week and they're saying mid-December could be the arrival time. So you might get the digital co- the digital version just before Christmas to snug it up under a tree. Um, but there is an Xbox shortage so great that you won't see them until 2021. Now that's not really, saying that's like a month from now. Yes, but in, in hindsight as well, you're also looking at a six-week time frame to 2021 we don't know when in 2021 this was supposed to be a pretty hot christmas gift for a lot of people including ps5s um we do know that there are some stores getting like shipments every now and then i've heard through the grapevine walmart is receiving some ps5s at some point this week it's irrelevant as to what day because we're recording days before we release each episode um, so that uh, that would be old news at this point in time. But yeah, like I have it on good authority. Walmart is getting some physical copies this week. Um, as somebody who got one, and I'm very fortunate that I have received one, and I know you got one as well. Um, we didn't, we weren't gifted them, guys. Like we worked really hard and <laughs> had our girlfriends in lines for stuff. We we did our best to make sure we got our consoles because we wanted to. But I feel really, really bad for people who wanted these so desperately and they're not going to get them. I saw another post this morning on Facebook and somebody was asking uh, buy and sell group if there would be somebody who had uh, decency. They, I believe they actually used the, the they kind of insulted resellers, which I mean, I doubt anybody would jump up and down to help somebody who just insulted them. But um she like her two kids want a PS five so bad. And I understand um, the, to the situation. One still believed Santa existed. The other was very much supportive of their sibling. And with that being said, they asked for it and they, their list is just PS five headset controller game, this, that, and the other thing. And they're, they were kindly asking people not to gouge as they were like looking for one and then being like, I will pay max $800. And I understand like that might be the limit for somebody that's still a hundred dollars. What, what did yours come to with that after tax? The, the system comes to $711 and change. So it's like 90 bucks over ask. So I see how the $900 is fairly reasonable. Um, she was trying to buy it for eight, which I understand. Um, so I guess that would be the second lesson out there. <laughs> Don't be a dick to people. The one, uh, the one thing that I'm kind of jealous of though, 
for the people who will be getting their system in the next few months is that when they get their system, there will be next-gen games to play. And none of this cross-generation crap that we're stuck with right now. I mean, the only other thing that uh, could possibly happen, which would be hilarious as fuck, is Cyberpunk not releasing this month. Or next month. Cyberpunk is just an April Fool's joke that's gone too far. CD Projekt Red, they're probably just like, in their offices, shit in their pants and be like, we should have told them months ago that it was a joke. April was, it, it was announced seven years ago. Well, you saw, um, there's a documentary on Netflix or a docu-series about gaming. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's maybe Game On. Um, the first episode literally talks about just that, how the E.T. game was pretty much a joke. And the guy wrote it in like 35 days. <laughs> and it's like the greatest mistake in gaming history. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, with that being said uh, about cyberpunk, I know we've had uh, a great response to our cyberpunk giveaway and, but I'm ting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had a great response to our cyberpunk giveaway. We were supposed to do our draw today, actually during our, our recording of this episode, but we've decided, and I th- pretty sure we mentioned this in our previous episode as well. Uh, yes. We decided that we are extending the giveaway. The draw date will take place uh, December eighth or ninth, right around then, because tentatively the release date is December tenth for Cyberpunk. So um, keep your hopes high, friends for cyberpunk 277 is maybe maybe going to come out in the next few weeks um and but yeah if right. it gets delayed again we will look at alternative options for prizes for our participants because yeah. at the end of the day nobody's going to remember a contest in march no and, that, and that's the thing so uh, uh other options would be to do the draw and then you can select the game of your choice and we'll send it to you yeah, or we'll we'll have a few other games maybe selected. Yeah, something like that. Because uh, I, I do know that uh, I, I did get a few messages from some people being like, hey, did you do the draw yet? And clearly, clearly these individuals haven't listened to our most recent episode or our last episode. Um, but yeah, no, I had to break the bad news that uh, we've extended it because CD Projekt Red has done the same. They've delayed it. But, you know... It's still it it just means that there's more chances for people to uh to win. What do you say we give them another chance to enter? Okay, what do you got in mind? I think I think they I don't know. <laughs> what game didn't I buy for the PS5 and why? There. That's fair. I mentioned it earlier in the episode. If you need a refresher it's the game Godfall because it's 90 bucks for the base game. You can't just do that. You can't just be like, <laughs> yes, I can. If they made it this far, they, they should know. I guess, I guess that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So send us a message on Instagram or Facebook um, and let us know. Tell me, tell me that I didn't buy Godfall. Just remind me why. So they, 
I don't feel tempted to buy it because I, I have been. I've looked at the price. And then I always like, oh, but that's that's okay, I guess. But then I have to like slap my hand as I move the mouse to the bar, to the buy button. Makes a lot of sense. Now, once again, if you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to us. Please follow us on Instagram, Spotify, wherever you like to tickle your ears. And of course, follow us on Instagram. That's where we have giveaways. We show pretty much anything that we're buying. Uh, we have lots of cool images, and I like to post things about Star Wars and David. For myself and David, we will catch you guys next time on the Scene On Screen Podcast. Peace. Peace.